1: Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Scott Wurzbacher, and I am so excited about today's episode because, you know, this podcast usually starts out with our guest sharing about the voice inside that calls them to adventure. And my hope is that over a year of guest stories, listeners have been inspired and want to listen to their own voice inside. But for some of us, we can't always hear that voice and some of us maybe just don't know how to listen for it. Sometimes that voice is buried deep in our unconscious, and today's guest might be the guy who can help us find it. I have with me AJ Yeager, who is not only an adventurer himself, but he's also a leading expert in mindset and emotional optimization certified in hypnotherapy and neural linguistic programming. As a high-performance, Emotion coach and hypnotherapist, AJ helps recode the unconscious mind and move out of healthy patterns of suppression into healthier patterns of connection and better end results. He is the secret weapon for the dynamic achievers who want to live at their highest potential. AJ is based out of Eden, Utah, and has been coaching for over 21 years. He's been featured in Inc. Magazine, Business Week, and CNN. He's also an international speaker, an Amazon best-selling author, and an entrepreneur who has founded eight different companies, including Praxis Metrics. This is going to be a powerful conversation as AJ helps us unlock the voice that calls us to adventure while sharing some adventures of his own. AJ, thank you so much for being here.
0: Thank you for such an amazing intro. And I just, I love the concept ever since we got introduced. Just the call to adventure was like, ooh, I love the sound of that. That made me vibrate a little bit more. I'm like, okay, I'm excited to have this conversation. So, thank you for having me on.
1: Yeah, man, I'm so excited. And I, you've got, you've got all kinds of cool adventures, and I can't wait to talk about those. Um, why don't for just uh, to get started here? Can you maybe just give us a little overview? Who is AJ Yeager?
0: <laughs> who is AJ Yeager? who am I? Well, man, that's that's so it's such a different answer like at different stages of our life and uh, and right now who I am is I am a lover of helping people get out of their own way and let go of the stuff that was holding them back so that they can step into a new identity a new set of end results and a life like that's authentic and that's full of adventure and full of love so that life can just show up and there's not all that stuff that's kind of getting in the way um it's all about stepping into the authentic self and having a lot of fun so that's what i do from a professional standpoint i'm an entrepreneur i've got um, another company called practice metrics as you mentioned mm-hmm. where we help people make better decisions from their data financial data marketing data sales data all that stuff together um, but also it's not just about like business data data is everything data is information Data is emotions. Emotions are data. Everything is data. Data simply is information. It's it's how we're able to bring in that data to our brain and also process that through our heart and our stomach, which are all of our different kinds of brains we have here going on in the body and use that to craft and create a life that we would love to create. And so I kind of bring the data aspect of it um, and a way of, Learning how to tune in to the frequency of your emotions and allow those emotions to move through your body without getting them getting stuck and then recode our mind for success and whatever that may looks like, whether it's financial and relationships, any other part of our life, our body, our health, wellness, all of those. So that's what I do from a career standpoint. I travel a lot. Um, my wife and I are, are constantly traveling, though we do love it here in Eden. I'm looking out at a beautiful mountain that I can't wait to go snowboard on later on today. I uh, just started snowboarding myself. I've been a skier all my life, but as of five days ago, I decided to just play with it, and it's been super fun. Um, and so right now, it's about, like, that's right now my favorite adventure, <laughs> right in my own backyard, is just, like, learning how to board better and carve down the mountain. So that's really what I'm up to right now, and uh, just super thankful for being here at the beginning of the year, literally only a few days into the beginning of the year, and like I'm so ready for for 2022 to be over because there was a lot of adventures there and a lot of things that um, uh, I had to let go of and keep there so they can step into this brand new uh, adventure in 2023.
1: Yeah, man, and I love the I love the snowboarding piece. I mean, that's just an adventure of its own. Just just taking on something something new after you know years of uh, doing, doing the same. Yeah, doing, doing the same thing. Way. Yeah, totally. which is fun. Yeah. So one thing um, I'd love to just cover with listeners, because I think there's a part of your story that I really connected with when you told, and it's really kind of how you got started in this, because Mm -hmm. this isn't a new thing for you. You've been doing hypnotherapy for a long time, but I'm like, I am also like a student of personal growth. I'm a voracious reader. I love to read personal growth and development books. And that's really like reading that kind of stuff is what's helped me really develop my own voice that calls to adventure and get after doing things on my own. Um, and you really developed that at a very, a very early age. And I just wonder if for listeners, if you could just touch on that, cause I love the story.
0: Yeah. The story about my grandfather and I, yeah. uh, my, my grandfather gave me a call to adventure early on. So, um, I, I want people to imagine a, a grandfather full of wisdom and a little redheaded, uh, about nine or 10 year old, just full of questions, full of curiosity of life. At this time of my life, I was a tinkerer. I loved to, to push buttons and figure things out and take things apart. I loved mixing Legos with, uh, what were they called, Lincoln Logs, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and just figuring out how can all this go together. And so I had a very unique mind that was very inquisitive and I loved to like build stuff. So one day I had had this Crutchfield magazine. I don't know if people, some, some listeners may not be old enough, but there's this magazine that used to come with all the technology and it's basically like a best buy but in magazine form. And I... The thing I wanted at this time was like a really cool CD stereo, you know, tape deck where I could record things and have like super bass on the speakers and take it with me. And so I had found this perfect stereo that I wanted. And now I knew that if I went to my mom and dad and and said, Hey, I want this, they would put me to work doing chores and all that kind of stuff. So just like any kid, you kind of want to avoid those things as best you yeah. can. <laughs> um, and then so I decided to go to my grandfather and my grandmother, who was my, my mom's parents. And I said, well, if I can put a little childhood persuasion to work, maybe I can get it from grandma and grandpa. So I took the magazine to him. I had all the like benefits and the features like highlighted and circled that I yep. wanted to show to him. So I kind of went and presented to him, like, hey, this is what I really want and this is why. And he thought about that for a second. And, he, and this is just this, this. He's got a full white hair he's just a, a man full of wisdom. And he he pauses a lot before he, think, before he talks. He's a big thinker before he talks. He sat there and he kind of reminisced. So pause that. I want to go backwards about two weeks in the past when I was at his home again, and I was in his library. Now I was just, I had been outside playing. I came inside looking for Pop-Pop and that was his name, Gideon D. Hill Jr. But I called him Pop-Pop. He was in his, in his um, library. And he had those like full mahogany like libraries like yeah. all the way around the whole right. thing full of books like literally there's no place where you could fit anything else and he was just cleaning and and looking at books and doing all this i said papa what are you doing with all these books he was just kind of like what you know we kind of stopped him in his tracks and he said well, AG, I, I, I listen to or I listen to these audio tapes. I read these books so I can get smarter and be better in business and be better in my life, be better with your your grandmother. And it's like it's just a great way to gain knowledge. And so I kept asking questions and kind of hanging out. So he just started picking books and things off. And and he sat down with me in his office right there. And he spent two and a half hours with me. Somehow I focused for two and a half hours as a kid with him, but He was going, I was wondering why like the encyclopedias were the same color. Why do you have so many books that are the same color? Well, he pulled some of those out and pulled out some of his favorite classics, like Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich and self-development, but also fiction and nonfiction. And so we just sat there. Imagine a grandfather and a grandson connecting over knowledge and books and wisdom. And I was just enthralled by how he engaged me. So this is what the memory he had gone back to. So fast forward again to where I was, he was sitting on his chair, thinking about this stereo. He said, AJ, what I'll do is I'm going to go ahead and buy you this stereo or one even better than that. If you work with me on a little project, all I heard was yes, (laughs) of course, as a kid. And what he did was said, reflecting on that day that we spent time together, he said, if you will read a book, listen to an audio tape or watch a video for 30 to 45 minutes each day, then write down a paragraph about what you learned that day, We will go ahead and at the end of the week, talk about this and review it together. If you do this program with me for one year, I will buy you the stereo. So what did he do? He established the call to to adventure. Instead of just giving me the thing I wanted, he made me earn it. So goal setting. Okay. For me to achieve this thing, these are the things I've got to do. He gave me these steps. He outlined it clearly. Allowed my mom and my dad to keep me accountable to it. And so... I gladly said, yes, we shook hands and so started these, what I, what I didn't know at the time was a self-development program crafted for a young man to achieve a goal outside of school, outside of sports. How old are you So that called adventure. I was nine or 10. I
1: think I was nine. Yeah.
0: And so we did this for a whole year. And I wanted that stereo so bad. I had that burning desire that Napoleon Hill talks about. And he ignited that in a, in a, in a kid. And so my mom and dad were very um, supportive of this. I stuck with it, though there were times where I'd rather go play with kids or play with friends. And I hadn't finished. And mom and dad would say, hey, did you do your 30 40 minutes? No. Okay. So sometimes it would be a, a bit of a hassle right in a way. But as it went and as time went on, pop Up and I would meet every week after that. And we would talk about the stuff I wrote. You know, all I don't know how to do is write down a paragraph, but it was so fun. And then we ended up moving from the East Coast to the West Coast, and we still did our calls. We just did it over the phone. So that was what created a foundation for me to learn about learning, to learn about this. And then when I was 18 years old, is the first time I took NLP, Linguistic Programming Training, <laughs> at a yeah. young age, and then started getting into all this stuff because. And I was an entrepreneur since I was 10. That next year, after reading a book by Ted Nicholas called "The Lemonade Stand." He um which inspired me to be an entrepreneur and not have a job. I started my own businesses at that age. Ironically, I started AJ's odd job service, which was which was going around to the neighborhood <laughs> for like eight or nine bucks an hour, which is pretty good for a kid back then, and doing odd jobs and doing chores. Yeah, yeah. But it was like, oh, I can get paid to do it. And you know, it just it alleviated that whole I don't want to do chores thing. And I maybe go out and create flyers and create my first business. So that's the story of my grandfather and how much he inspired me and created that program.
1: What an unbelievable gift. And so I'm curious, how did that, I mean, he, he helped you develop a habit. You did it for an entire year. How has that habit stuck with you? Never stopped. Yeah, amazing. Never stopped.
0: It took different forms, but as I grew older, um, I mean, we, we did it for two or three years after that, where I would check in with him all the time. And he was my mentor all up until when he passed about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just always ahead of me. He was, Oh, he, I don't know if you remember Nightingale Conant, um, Earl Nightingale, the company. Yeah. Like, they yeah. have those audio book programs like they didn't Night- have anything digital back then. And so he would just as I was growing older and had different experiences and I had a computer business at the time, I went to high school, I played soccer and volleyball. He always was like, as a mentor, literally like when I would come to him about girls and relationships or I would come up to him about school and balancing work and life. Oh, here's a, here's a course for you. <laughs> here's this for you. He, he was so good and he had already gone and written notes. He'd find articles for me. He was just the best mentor I could ever imagine. And, and a great father figure, grandfather figure, healthy masculine in my life. Just like my dad was a healthy masculine. I got really good role models in my life. So I'm very blessed i have had that interaction. But for years he was still my mentor. I would continue. I would do an hour or two a day then. So after school or whatever, I would be listening to audio tapes videos and like improving myself as well and I had a computer business so then it kind of took a really heavy turn on the business side
1: hey everyone it's Scott here this podcast is a passion project for me because I absolutely love adventure and it's thanks to the effort of my residential real estate team here in Charlotte North Carolina that many of you know as the W realty group that this podcast gets funded this awesome group of people have unmatched levels of competence and caring for our clients. If you know of anyone looking to buy or sell a home, our team serves the Charlotte, North Carolina market, but we can also help you find an agent anywhere throughout the U.S. or Canada through our highly connected network. When you support our real estate business, you are also supporting this podcast. Thanks for listening and thanks for your referrals. Yeah. I mean, and so you're developing wisdom as a young kid, and this is why you're able to get into this business as really as an 18 year old. And and now you're, you know, 21 years of coaching. I mean, there's, there's a lot of wisdom there. Of course, one of the topics is hypnosis and studying the unconscious. And that's what I'm really interested in talking about with you today, especially as it relates to this voice inside of us that calls us to adventure. So you know, for listeners, can we just, can you give us kind of just an overview of, of this? Like h- how does the unconscious work? How does hypnosis play into it? And and how can we tie it back to this voice that calls us to adventure?
0: Mm, great question. Yeah. Let's start with, okay, what is the unconscious mind? What is the conscious mind? There's also the super conscious mind. So there's, there's these three minds that we have access to, and we're just, we're not taught this stuff in school. hmm school has was created in a way that teaches you what to think, not how to think, and also teaches you to be doing very conscious things. So, so if you imagine a, um, I usually have visuals for it, but if you imagine water and there's a, you know, Arctic glacier at the top, it could be huge, they're massive. And people are like, oh my God, they're taking pictures of this stuff out in, uh, you know, in Antarctica. But then what they don't know is that underneath that is even bigger. Yeah. What they're seeing above water is just a fraction, five or 10%. That's the capacity of the conscious mind where you and I are talking and, and interacting underneath the surface is the unconscious mind. Which is that 80 to 90% and beyond uh, based on what we know um, access to um, uh, or just limited access, unlimited access. And then we have the super conscious, which is like the internet of the, of the universe. It's how do we tap in? When do we get these downloads or these feelings or these, ideas that come from some other place so we've got the conscious mind or self-conscious we've got the unconscious and we've got the super conscious we can tap into so just by knowing those three it's wonderful but most people spend their time in the conscious mind because we're that's just what we're taught we're also triggered and programmed by society by movies by media to stay active in this conscious realm now i want to break down the different levels of brain waves so when we're conscious at the very top here it's kind of a high-frequency brainwave. We're in beta. Beta is where most people exist uh, in their waking state. We're here. We're making decisions. We're doing to-do lists. We're create, crafting agendas, work, 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 doing all this stuff. In this high frequency, it's also where fear, sadness, resentment, other things can kind of creep in. So in that brainwave, that's where most people spend their time. Then we've got um, Alpha. Alpha is a beautiful, amazing state where you can solve any any problems, and that's when you close your eyes and you drop in, and it's at a little lower frequency. And then we have theta, then we have delta. So theta is the where we, were get, we where we can bypass the unconscious or the the conscious mind, the critical factor of the mind, and that's where we can recode and reprogram and really dig deep into the unconscious mind. And delta is sleep. That's when we're unconscious. That's when we're completely out. So those four or literally what we're going through every single day. And I love to say this because all of us all the time are in some sort of state of trance or hypnosis at all times. Meaning you wake up in the morning, you're in beta, but as you're coming out of Delta, you're kind of going through theta and you're going to alpha and you're going to beta. So you're, going up through those and everybody's going at different speeds depending on their, 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 their their activities and how they wake up. So we're in and out of these different states. So we're already doing this stuff. It's just like, Some people, when you talk about intermittent fasting, you know, with food, you know, everybody's always intermittent fasting because when you go to sleep, you're doing some sort of an intermittent fast, right? So we're already doing these things. So hypnosis has always been here in our states on these different trance levels. Um, So beta is where we're doing most of our activities. People drinking coffee, caffeine, things like that. Keep them in a beta state. What that does is doesn't allow you to drop into these really, really beneficial states. And meditation is wonderful to quiet the mind, to calm the mind. But hypnosis is like meditation with a goal. It's allowing us to drop into these different states of being where we can have clarity and where we can recode things. So, again, we're not taught this stuff, but this is what the reality is that we have to work with.
1: Yeah. Can I ask you some clarifying questions? You got me going here. So we talk about conscious, unconscious, and then superconscious. So in uh, beta, alpha, and theta, we're still in the conscious?
0: Yes, exactly. And and if you look at a Venn diagram, the superconscious can kind of go around that. It's going to involve the alpha and the theta as well, as well as the delta.
1: Okay. And then delta is primarily unconscious.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. mm -hmm. And then...
1: And then you said something that I need you to dive a little deeper on, which I loved. You said hypnosis is meditation with a goal. Mm-hmm. Can you elaborate on that? I love that.
0: Simple way to put it. Um, so there is a significant difference between getting on the, the phone and going and doing a, um, a, a walkthrough meditation. And then actually, you know, there's then there's meditate or there's hypnosis apps, which are great. But there's just a there's a big difference. Meditation is clearing the mind, quieting the mind, so that you can have that time to have that stillness. That's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. I think meditation is very important, a very important practice. Hypnosis is when we have an end result we want to work on. For example, if you said, AJ, I'm having trouble with fear of something. There's something that you're going to be, you know, that you've been dealing with or haven't been able to, to overcome. There's a pattern that keeps happening. Okay, great. Well, Whatever that fear is, we would start to dig into that on a one-on-one session And identify that, okay, we want an end result. Well, what do you want instead of that fear? Oh, great. Well, I want this happiness and this joy and this end result. Okay, cool. We're going to focus on that one thing. And we're going to dig in to find where you learned how to have this fear. So one thing I want the listeners to understand is that you are not your issues. You are not your issues. It's not a personality flaw. The stuff that's not working in your life or not going on the way you want it or the goals you're not hitting or the... The ways that you react, and maybe they're negative, maybe they're anger and all that, doesn't mean that's who you are. It's not. These are just unconscious programs running in the background that are just haven't been changed or recoded that we've learned at a very young age. It could have even been in the womb. Could have been before in the womb if you believe in in the past life stuff. There's there's all this coding going on all the time. If you think about the mood, the matrix you think of a computer. I'm at a computer right now. I right. can see yeah. my screen. I can see my trash can, my folders, my wallpaper. That's the conscious mind part. If I want to change it, I can change the wallpaper. I can change the the little icons and stuff, but that's just surface level. That's just the conscious stuff. If I want to change my computer coding, I have to get into coding mode and go behind the scenes. I have to go into the code and actually look from a different scene. You know, when a matrix code's coming down. You have to recode that on a deeper level. We're all basically coders in life. We just weren't taught how to recode the stuff that doesn't serve us anymore. So as these programs are coming through every single day, these patterns that are automatic, it's not who you are. It doesn't mean it's not your fault. It just means it's also doesn't mean you're broken. Not at all. No one's broken. You have all this beautiful love, light, energy inside of you. We just have to recode the stuff that doesn't serve you anymore. So I hope that helps.
1: It, it totally does. And I think I would, I'd like to um, dispel what I think is a myth about hypnosis because the tool to get at that, right. You can use hypnosis mm-hmm. to get at that. But I mm-hmm. think, I think there's probably, and myself included a good amount of like trepidation with that, right. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. You know, you're going to put me into this trance and then I'm just going to start speaking all of this gibberish and like, can you talk about that? And you know, is that a myth? Is that how it really works or? <laughs>
0: well yeah it, it is a myth um hypnosis has been around since the egyptian times there is there there there's results like um there are studies there are documents showing that hypnosis has been been done for a long long time mm-hmm. there where the myths come from and i think the trepidation comes from are like vegas shows movies um media uh you know the street hypnosis as they call it yeah there are ways that you can use the these different levels of brainwaves to program people. The military knows this. Government officials know this. Government, politicians. If people learn NLP and some of these tactics, they can be used for negative reasons. And, okay. and negative being persuading people about them not, not having a choice. We don't want to be involved in anything with that. What, what we're talking about, when we look at what hypnosis is, is all about these brain states that you're going up and down through. But being consciously aware and and um, l- learning, okay, I know what these different states are. I know that I can go change my mind and be empowered to work with a coach or, or learn hypnosis myself or whatever and go make changes uh, as I see fit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it becomes a tool that can be very valuable to people and it's not used for you know, negative or persuasive means. So, um, hypno- so hypnosis is not sleep, by the way. When people are completely relaxed and catatonic, that doesn't mean they're asleep. They're in complete control. Their everybody's body just relax reacts differently. Some people go lower faster, and they're just like out. They yeah. can just be. Um, so that means more. They're more suggestible. A lot of people think, "Oh, I've got a strong mind. I'm not. Hip, I'm not hypnotized. Uh, you can't hypnotize me. That's not. That's not true. Everybody can be hypnotized. Everybody can have these different la- levels of, of release and and letting go and surrender. Um, but you're always in control. Here's the thing: I cannot say or do anything that would make you do or say anything that is not safe. The unconscious mind, it's number one thing is to keep you safe. Meaning as soon as you wake up in the morning and you're alive, it's like, good job. I I kept AJ alive. He's, he's here. I've done my job. It is, that's all this job is. And so it doesn't like change either, which is why when we go in and recode this stuff, it kind of fights it. It doesn't like change. You can go and do affirmations and say, here's my 90 day goals. I want to go this way. I want to change this in my life. And your unconscious mind, if it's going this way, it says, that does not sound safe. AJ, you've never done, you've never made $30 million in your life. How could you go say, Nope, we're not going to do that. Or we're not going to go to this trip and go do this scuba diet. you've never done that. Nope. We're not going to do that. It wants to keep you safe. So I can't command you to do anything that you don't want to do that your unconscious mind will not let you do a hypnotherapist. Good ones are ones who are just holding up a lantern and we're helping you navigate those caverns of the unconscious mind you've never been in before. Mm -hmm. It's hard to do work on yourself because if you're observing your consciousness, who AJ is, and you're trying to work on things that are deeply rooted and hidden from you, do you think your unconscious is just going to show it? No, Mm -hmm. you need help. You need somebody to help guide you. So that's why it's a safe vulnerable container. If you find somebody who's really good at what they're doing, and they're a safe, vulnerable container as well, where there's trust, um, it's really about being able to get into a lower state of frequency, relaxed state of mind, calm mind, and then following the the the, the journey together, whether it's private or it's in group um, hypnosis and all that. So, yeah. again, I hope that dispels like that. No, it it's does. not. It's not. Uh, here's another example. Have you ever found yourself when you're kind of tired, maybe you come out of work and you got to get to the gym and you get in the car and you zone out and it's all of a sudden you're at the gym. You're kind of like, you might've been on the phone with somebody or you might've just been zoning out, but you got there safely. That's your unconscious mind. That's a level of hypnosis that you got into where it got you to the place safely because you know how to drive. Your body knows how to do this stuff. Everybody's in it all the time. It's just a matter of understanding when you're working with somebody else, there's this level of trust and, and and control that that you got to work with this person. Does that make sense?
1: It makes total sense. And I love this so much. This is such a great segue. Cause I think in dispelling the myth, you hit you hit it when you said the number one job of the unconscious is to keep you safe. And I think you mentioned earlier that that fear happens in, I think maybe you said beta or alpha, alpha, but it happens in the conscious. Um, mm-hmm. And so like if our unconscious is keeping us safe, like it's protecting us from that from that conscious peace. But this brings us to the voice that calls to adventure mm-hmm. and the fear and doubt that sometimes stops us from following that voice and, and, yeah. and really chasing after our dreams. So I think my next question is, what is that voice that calls to adventure and where does it come from?
0: That's a great question. And I'll answer it from me, right? From my experience, yeah. from when I'm when I'm um, thinking about here and feeling into. In my experience, that call from adventure comes from your come from your soul, like come from your higher self, like the true call to adventure that ignites in your heart, or and or comes through your brain, but then you're like you feel something. You ever have those waves of like yeah. tingles and flow? Oh, wow, I'm getting it right now, I'm like. I'm tapping into that feeling right now where you get all the goosebumps. I got it too. That call. Yeah. Yeah. You feel that (laughs) it's, it's palpable. It's, it's beautiful. That's my way of working with the super conscious. When I get yeses and nos or like, Ooh, there's something here. This is a true call to adventure. Sometimes they're small. Sometimes they're big. Like you're going to go climb, (laughs) you know, the largest mountain you've ever seen. Um, So I think it comes from the universe through our higher self, however you want to put that through your soul and then it's interpreted through the brain and the heart, right? It's it's put into energy and motion through that download. If it's a, if you become aware of it, so I, that's where I believe it comes from. That's my first answer.
1: I, I love that. So, all right, let's 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 follow this through because we love to talk about Joseph Campbell and the hero's journey, mm-hmm. and um, on this podcast, and we've talked about it quite a bit. But you know, the kind of the path there is, you know, we have this hero. The hero receives this call to adventure that you know. Potentially it yeah. comes from the superconscious, comes from your soul. Right. Um, but then you often experiencing these sort of fears and doubts that prevent you from crossing over the threshold and saying yes to this adventure. So could we kind of take that and, and kind of run it through this process of conscious, unconscious, and, and super conscious? Could you kind of talk through like what you think is happening there?
0: Well, let you me understand. just make sure I'm understanding the question. Yeah. So um, in, in, in the hero's journey, where where is it? Where is the conscious mind and the unconscious kind of playing into that?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, because mm-hmm. what you said was the voice that calls to adventure is coming from our soul, right? Mm-hmm. But then we have these fears and doubts that say, "Ooh, you can't do that. That's scary." But right. what I heard you say was the unconscious is wants to protect us, and the mm-hmm. conscious is where the fears exist.
0: Yes, and and so let me also kind of look at it this way. And I, I love how Michael, Michael Singer puts it: um, life is going to continue to happen and evolve life is just here we're in it we're in our physical body we're here what where people run into roadblocks challenges suffering pain is when we have preference with life meaning we have a preference way it should show up based on our past so when our as shakti like life force is flowing up through our body as we have experiences in our life, and the unconscious mind is trying to protect us, if we have fears, doubts, disbeliefs, resentments, sadnesses, things that happen that hurt or painful, especially at a young age between the zero and seven, when we are always in theta, when we are like a sponge, truly sucking in everything, then if we don't know how to process and allow those angers, resentments, things to move through our body and completely leave, they get stuck. So if you imagine a river flowing these big boulders get stuck and start to stop and block the flow of that shock teen, that energy, that life force, that call to, to call to adventure. The one, it's still going through there because it finds its way through, but it's blocked. So the unconscious mind puts those things there because it's like, Ooh, yeah, you never want to feel that again. I feel how hard this is. Then we're just going to either hide this from you and to protect you from it. Or we're just going to let it be stored here in your body. And your body just stores stuff on its own. We're not taught in school how to let this stuff go, how to process this stuff, how to, mm-hmm. how to allow emotions to move through and how to, how to move energy. So we keep getting more and more loaded up, which is why our bodies start to get diseased. So these are some of the things that block that call to action or that call to adventure yep. because this energy and emotions that are stuck. So as life's coming, we're like, ooh, yeah, I don't um, – that guy's name is Rick. I don't like Rick's ricks are bad <laughs> ricks are mean i hate ricks because of a certain thing from the past that rick another rick did has nothing to do with this ex- external rick it's all of our internal stuff so i think that hero's adventure mm-hmm. is that constant battle between the internal and the yeah. external world and what they're dealing with what those fears are what those doubts are what those that trepidation is for them to move through and so a big part of the hero's journey is having courage, stepping through whatever it is, fighting against it, doing the thing, even though it's so hard and it hurts, having the courage to do it anyway, right? It's this play between the conscious mind and the unconscious in that battle. I think there's that underlying message that's there.
1: So what I'm feeling right now is I'm sure there are people like a, that know that they've got this, this voice inside that calls to adventure, but there also may be a part of them that's feeling like, wow, that sounds really cool, but, they might have some fears about like crossing over the threshold to actually trying hypnosis. I'm curious, can you just like, like, so how do people work with you? How does this process work? Um, in terms of him, like, and how do people just maybe even hypnosis in general? How do, how do people get started with that?
0: Great great question. And you know, when I, when I putting myself out there in the world, I don't go, Oh, this is AJ, the hypnotherapist. I'm a performance and emotion coach. Mm -hmm. Um, hypnosis is a tool that I use it's a tool set it's a very effective tool set and my clients we don't always do hypnosis all all the time I've been a business coach performance coach health and wellness I'm just taking the things that I've learned from experience and I actually have data on and then work with the unconscious and the conscious mind together so um, hypnotherapy is simply a tool it's a very incredible effective tool but there's other things out there that also work really well so each body each person is different one thing that works for one person is not going to work for another because there's such a different level of experience and shakti and energy that's in them from their experience. So it's a very much like one-on-one basis. I do group stuff as well and events, but what we're really looking to do is one, ask the question. I think, I think this is there's a lot of wonderful coaches out there, and I don't want to downplay anybody, but I think a lot of the coaches just stick with the, the conscious mind realm, the five to 10% stuff. And they say, okay, let's create your 90 day plan, visualize your success, here's your affirmations, go, 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 visualize, visualize, visualize. But they don't take a moment and ask this question. What do I need to let go of? Or what what do I have the opportunity to let go of from this past identity so that I can clear all those things out? Meaning if I snap my fingers and I can get, I can let go of boom, 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 then I can show up here neutral without any of these rocks in the river blocking the flow. Then from that standpoint, from this present moment, because we're creating our future right now, right? So right now I can choose something different, a new identity, a new goal, a new end result. So if my present self still has all this stuff in it, all the blocks, then I truly can't create a new untethered, Life of new end results. If I have this stuff still blocking me, right? So, first we got to get to here and like let go of all that stuff. Then we can say, now what are the end results I want to create? What would I love to create in my life now? And that becomes the next stage. But if we don't go backwards and let go of the things since the time we were born and sometimes before that and clear out all the big stuff, go back and do the inner child work, go back and do all this internal systems work, then we're still kind of creating from this limited space so that's what that's what i do that's how i kind of look at it and here's a metaphor here's a quick one have you ever done a hot air balloon have you ever gone up in been in a hot air
1: have not but but quite familiar yes was super, in super, recently we were watching the hot air balloons go up um, on the yeah. serengeti it was pretty awesome
0: and most people have kind of seen yeah. it like what oh cool the people are going to go do hot air balloons well what happens is you get up really early the team comes out they put the wicker basket down however big it is they tether it down and make sure it's locked down The strings are kind of leading over to where they lay out the balloon. Then they have these big fans that they put up to get the air going underneath it just to kind of come up enough to when they can put the flame underneath it. Then it starts to tip up. The, um, The basket's underneath it. The hot air balloon is full and ready to go. All the safety checks have been done. People jump in. Now, this is your hot air balloon to where it's like, okay, now we're going to go towards this new goal. This is the new 90 day plan, or here's my dream, or here's my goals. Let's go. You start pulling on the fire. And what happens? What have they not done?
1: It's tied down.
0: It's tied down. Still got tethers tying it down to the ground. So you can pull, how do you want? You might actually get off the ground a little bit, but you're dragging and scraping. And it's like the hard way. Well, let's talk about the path of least resistance. That means one at a time, let's identify what these tethers are and let's undo those tethers first so that then the vessel can be just floating up easy and effortlessly from a place of love, light, joy, those higher frequency thoughts. And then where do you want to go? You can go any direction, any height. We've got to let go of the tethers. That's what. I do. That's what hypnotherapy is. That's what the, the performance coaching is. That's how I like to work. And that's like, how, how I like to answer that question.
1: It's, it's sound like it just, I get this, like it's freeing feeling as you talk about it. I mean, it's like, you know, you're, mm. you're uncovering these blocks, you're letting them go. And then it's like, uh, so I'm just curious, having done this for as long as you have, like, like what, what patterns have you seen sort of emerge? What kind of results have you sort of seen as people kind of go through this process?
0: Absolutely beautiful results. I get text messages every single day from my clients with their breakthroughs. And really, it comes down to a lot of like very, very few things. At the end of the day, lack of self-love, unworthiness are two of the biggest ones. Um, you know, fear, fear of success, fear of failure, self-sabotage, imposter syndrome. Anxiety is a huge one. Anxiety um, it is is one of the largest. I think anxiety. I forget the the stats on how much anxiety is affecting people, but anxiety is a massive one. Um, it's really sad to see how many people are actually anxious with this stuff, and they just keep self sabotaging themselves. So the re- results I'm seeing is like we're those are the things we're focusing on, but what they're seeing after is a feeling of lightness, of literally like almost like the hot air balloon is like a lightness and almost and I use this word positively, a void, there's space to put cool wonderful loving light things in okay like when there's space here you can not only feel the shakti flowing through and that life force energy and like a lot more of those pulses or those um i like to say i'm I'm lighting up like it's i'm lit up right now it's it's flowing through me higher energy clarity of thought clarity of purpose or dharma um things Mm -hmm. just get easier like life used to be like this, 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 and this. And in the beginning, when I assess them, when we do the deep dive, it's what are all the things that are bothering you? What's not working, blah, 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 blah. And then we keep, um, I'm very data driven about it. So we keep rating these different things. How is your things level do now? How is this going? And we just see those numbers going down, which for me and them is measurable data. It's wow, I'm feeling great, but also like, yeah, that thing that happened just last week during the holidays if that had happened three weeks ago, I would have just lost it and just gone crazy. Now it's like, oh, it doesn't bother me anymore. So people are just having like this, life gets easier. Okay, cool. Then they get more excited about it. So those are just some of the things that I see people experiencing and giving me feedback on and giving me testimonials for it. So they're like, oh, well, this is what I feel now.
1: And maybe that void that you help them create makes the space for adventure. Mm. Well so I want to it Because you're an adventurer. So I kind of want to just kind of pivot and, and talk a little bit about your, your adventures, your life of, of adventure. And I'm curious how you have personally benefited from this stuff. Do you use this stuff?
0: Okay. Yep. I'm a, I practice what I preach. I am a, a messenger that lives the message. I believe in that truly. Um, I've been doing hypnotherapy, like I said, since I was really young. Um, I have one of the best hypnotherapists in the world as my coach. I have other hypnotherapists that I work with where we just help each other. The meaning um, I like to get, I like to have a team of coaches. I don't, I'm only, you need one coach. I think you need a team to become successful in all these other areas. Because one person can't just know everything. So I like to have business coaches, hypnotherapy coaches, energy workers. I have my oracles, people who have uh, these different types of psychic abilities. One of mine is claircognancy, meaning I just know things. I don't know how or why. I just know. <laughs> and that's just one of them. Some people can see things, some people can yeah. hear things. They they're interacting with superconscious in a very unique way. So I gather together my oracles and my coaches and my team to help me become successful. It's called choosing your profits wisely. Meaning what you're reading, what you're putting into your brain and the people that you're trusting and bringing into your circle, choose your profits wisely because that's going to help you in the long run. Not, not just go buy the next best selling book because it's on the best selling yeah. book list. That doesn't mean it's a great book. That means choose that somebody paid a lot of money wisely. to get it up there. And it may be a great book, and that's wonderful. But we've got to choose wisely what we're allowing into our body and our mind.
1: Yeah, I love that. Choose your profits wisely. So, AJ, how does adventure play into your life?
0: Daily. It's a daily practice and it's a daily discovering or allowing of of adventure. So the question being, you know, now that it's 2023, I'm rearranging my schedule. Um, Like I'm literally like 9 to 11 a.m. every day. I'm just going to go bored. This is a new adventure that I'm going to start my day with adventure. Well, actually, I wake up at 530. I do do some mobility stretching movement there. I have breath work. Then I have um, a specific meditation I do. Then I go work out of the gym and lift and cause I have certain lifting goals. And then by then I'll have like food, all of that, and then go, go board. So for a couple hours and then, so I'm not taking any calls before noon during the winter. That's my, that's my schedule. So then it's like, okay, so I'm building adventure into my day from the start. And then the question is, well, what would I love to create today? And that's that asking or that, that, that inviting of adventure whether it's me asking my wife or friends or my brother and sister, like, what do we want to create today? So leaving space for adventure in your, in your time blocks. I'm a big time blocker. Yeah. My whole day is basically time blocks. But the beauty of that is that then I have time where it's open for adventure. It's literally blocked in there as a free time or adventure time or I forget what I call it now, but it's basically that time where I'm like, what do I want to go do? And what have I not done for a long time. What have I never done? And I just going to go try that out. And so new restaurants, adventures can be tiny little things. So it's, it's that kind of balance of allowing and inviting adventure and then creating it, crafting it into your daily practice.
1: Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And so I love this idea of the little adventures. Um, But I also happen to know that you've got some big stuff planned. And I also know that you have this um, unique connection to Norway that I don't Mm. know a lot about that I would love to explore with you just a little in the few minutes that we've got left here.
0: Well, on my, on my big monitor here, I have a big, beautiful um, picture that I took of my, I love photography. I love adventure through photography. So that's something I do. And I'm looking at the Lofoten islands in Norway, one of my favorite places in the world. Norway, I have, I have my blood, some of my blood is from there. I have past memories and experiences from Norway. And I've gone there several times every single year. And In fact, we're looking at buying a place in Northern uh, Boda. Um, And so I I love the Vikings, not just the movies and the lore. I think I've been studying the Vikings now for probably three years, but I fell in love with them maybe five years ago. And part of my adventure is bringing three of my favorite travel uh, um, things together. Adventure, travel, and self-development. Mm. And allowing and bringing what I do with self-development, coaching, and I love to have fun like literally fun is a part of the adventure. So if something's not fun, I do my best to find a way to make it fun. But like how do I pull all that together? Well I had this I had this download because I had the empty vessel, had this call to adventure to say, wait a minute. What if I put all these things together and tie in the Vikings? So I'm creating and crafting a Uh, what I'm calling this Viking men and women experience where we're going to tie together, travel, adventure, self-development, like where we're not going to go to it for a self-development, like just hear some people talk and do all that. We're going to get into the culture of Vikings. We're going to learn about the true Vikings and the balance of masculine and feminine energy that they had back then was beautiful. Women were equal to men, respected. They had their different roles and women fought side by side with men. It's a beautiful model for what I think we need now in this modern day, this beautiful balance of men and women need to learn how to balance the masculine and feminine side of themselves. So what a better way to use the Vikings as that learn about them, live like them, meet some real Vikings, go into the lore and the mythology, bring that into our real life. And we're going to be doing the deep work. We're going to be doing deep hypnosis work. We're doing deep energy work. We're going to let stuff go while we're there in this beautiful um, context and canvas called Norway, which is like, one of the most beautiful places on earth. So that's what I'm, that's my new color adventure that I'm really excited about creating and crafting this year for 2023. Probably going to do two events, one here in Utah, one in Norway, and keep building this and making it a part of my whole program of development and helping men and women step into their authentic self.
1: That sounds amazing. Um, Northern Lights potential there in Norway?
0: There is, especially during the winter time. And Northern Lights, if you've not seen it, it's life-changing. Absolutely amazing. List. I saw it in Lofoten Islands. Um, it won't be there during the, I think, I'm, this first event is going to be in um, May, mm, around that time. But then, um, you know, you, you really can't start seeing them, I think, until like October,
1: October, that, November. It sounds incredible. Keep us posted on the details there, because uh, you might have somebody sitting right here in this chair that wants to sign up awesome. Um, can you just real quick like what what is that connection to Vikings like what what, what attracts you to the Vikings?
0: One <laughs> I, I just I love the primalness of them yeah um, And what I learned is they're also not always this primal barbarian they're actually very different than that the, the, the true Vikings dressed very very well love to keep their hair clean and beautiful love their gems and their jewelry they weren't these messy, dirty Vikings all the time. There was a certain type of Viking that was like that or certain time periods, uh, the bear skirts or the berserkers were like that. Um, But they were really proud of of their lifestyle and how they lived. Um, So they weren't these rapers and pillagers and all this stuff all the time. That happened throughout history with all sorts of different um, cultures and different uh, countries and everything. What, What I loved is that balance of masculine and feminine, that they could go out in battle together. And they had this Valhalla where they died in battle. They would go to Valhalla. Their their, their structure of the way that they created gods and the energies that they observed and lived, their lifestyle was very beautiful. Um, And as as I dug into it, I'm like, oh, wow, this is really cool. And like, it just gave me that, it just kept lighting up. Anytime I would talk about Vikings or go study them, I've gone to a ton of museums, I have some really good friends who are true lineage Vikings. The more I hung out with them, it's just, I kept lighting up. And that was that, yes, keep going down this road. Yes, yes, yes. You're meant to bring this out in a unique way. And so if it gets me excited, I can spread that in a way that gets other people excited. And right now, Vikings um, culture is so popular. There's so many Viking shows. In America, it's getting bigger and bigger around the world. So I'm just going to take advantage of that from a marketing standpoint, as well as a passion standpoint and just use it as a, a new way to communicate what I think is missing from modern men and women and some of the stuff that's out there today.
1: It's so cool. Maybe, maybe something that was in the unconscious that's now coming out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I've done
0: some deep, deep stuff on this. So, so I've had some different lifetimes of things that have come to me in dreams and other things like that. So there's probably something more that I don't know, but you know, maybe I'll discover that.
1: There's so much adventure in this AJ, yeah. like, Hollywood's going to pick up on you at some point. They're going to want to make a movie about you, whether it's about like, you know, your coaching practice, hypnosis, or maybe it's a Viking movie. I don't know. But like when they do this movie about your life, what I want to know is who's going to be the Hollywood actor. That's going to play you.
0: No, no doubt. Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. I, love, I love that dude so much. Take the Ryan Reynolds. Like I'm not, ex- he's hilarious and funny. And I, I'm decently funny, but he—I just love his who he is, and also he can get super jacked as well. And he like just plays these different roles really well. And I think there's this badass in him, but also the keeping it fun and light and humorous is uh, is great. So Ryan Reynolds is hands down plus. I think it'd be super fun to hang out with this guy. I literally have that written down in my journal to hang out with Ryan Reynolds. So let's go, Ryan Reynolds.
1: Hey, there's that's great intention. Do you think there's going to be some Viking in this movie?
0: I definitely think they're, they, yes, I think so. I think my, I think what I'm here to bring is love and light to the world. Like my ammunition or my tools, my, my weapons are, are, are love and light and joy. Shining that, being a lighthouse for other people, I believe that whatever the story, maybe it is a Viking story or whatnot, but it, there's going to be a lot of love in it. Um, and really make sure that people can understand how important love is in every single thought, word, and action. Yeah, that's great.
1: So um, what's the name of this movie going to be called?
0: I don't know, Warrior of Love. <laughs> there you go,
1: Warrior of Love. Yeah, that's Star just who Ryan came through. Brian Reynolds, this is Charlie awesome. Man, yeah. thank you so much. This, this conversation has been so much fun. I've had an absolute blast. AJ, if people wanted uh, to like follow up with you or find out more about you, what's the best way for them to do that?
0: Yeah, great. They can learn more at uh, AJ Yeager.com. That's A-J-Y-A-G-E-R.com. And then on uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, it's at AJ Yeager, A-J-Y-A-G-E-R. Awesome. Find me on social, shoot me an email from the website. And uh, if you're just curious about working with me or anything, you can do a free, um, there's like a free 20, 30 minute conversation we can have, get on, chat and see if it's a good fit and see what you want to work on. So that's, that's pretty much it. Keep it really simple.
1: Thank you so much. And definitely keep us posted on the Viking adventures. That sounds amazing. Uh, Really appreciate it. And for those listening, I hope you've been inspired today as much as I have. I hope that AJ's story has encouraged you to listen to that voice inside that calls you to adventure because we want to hear your story next. If you have a story to tell or you need a nudge to create one, please send us an email. We'd also appreciate it if you'd help us spread the word by leaving a review and sharing or tagging Inspire Campfire in your social media. And until next time, I want to encourage you to get outside. Thank you for listening. AJ, thank you so much for being here.
0: Thank you so much, man. I had so much fun. Appreciate you and happy new year.